Hi there, I'm Adam Kirwas and this is my novel Life Choices. Jason Biggs abandoned, doing ever the right thing for his father. He knew in a way or another that he will be never able to please his father, never be Mr. Biggs, never attend his grandeur, his social standing. He was not like him. He understood that and Jason Biggs himself thought too that maybe, maybe that he was adopted, maybe that he is the son of someone else. This happens quite often among the, among fathers and sons who do not get along. But Jason Biggs could make his peace with it because he ha had a girlfriend, Mary. She was the love of his life. And whenever Jason Biggs would meet her, whenever Jason Biggs would be around her, this beautiful woman, he would ensure himself that he is not like his father, that actually for a fact that he is different. Like all teenagers, Jason Biggs was sure that his father does not know how to live, that his father is too much preoccupied with social standing, too much preoccupied with the social ladder. He tries to climb desperately. But Mary was different. At least for Jason, he lived through her. He had her. He could show her around. He could tell everyone that she is his girl. He actually did not really know why Mary hang out with him. He met her through school and no, they had been attaining the same class for quite a while and then at one day they just decided to hang out with each other. This is how adolescents talk about it, just hang out. And from there it started. They started kissing. They started going to movies. They started to watch movies together. And Slowly but gradually it developed something. People assume love, excitement, whatever it is. Jason Biggs felt thrilled. He felt excited. This woman, this girl was his girl and everyone knew it. He did not leave any opportunity in school to claim and emphasize that Mary was his girl, that this beautiful creature actually hangs out with him. What does it matter then? What his father thinks of him? What does it matter at all? That his father thinks of him as a disappointment. No, he, he thought of himself that he is one of those a few who will, in a way or another, surpass their pathetic parents, their parents who live in little boxes, who had never experienced joy in their life. What does he, 
What do they know? What does anyone knows who is preoccupied with social etiquette? They would never know anything at all. And Mary, Mary was his girl. Jason even bragged in front of Mr. Bix with his girlfriend. That's my girlfriend, he exclaimed proudly to his father. But his father was indifferent, almost as if he did not notice it. Mr. Bix actually thought of Mary as slope. He thought of her as the girl of someone who would never accomplish anything at all, but who, who probably just inherited his wealth, who did actually never do anything for his social standing, because Mr. Biggs was sure that only those who do something for their social elevation, who willingly and committedly climb the social ladder, only they are the few, only they are those who can rightfully claim that they are special. So when Mr. Biggs looked at Mary, she was just one of those girls, one of those girls who all look like the same, who all dress like the same, who all have a fancy for the same pop bands, who all have have their same worries, have their same troubles, and who all complain about this and that. Mr. Biggs looked at her indifferently because according to him, this woman, this girl, from wherever she might come from, she did not have a face, she had no expression, she was shallow, like all those p people Mr. Biggs was around with, they did not make any dent in his universe, they were just some random people. And because Mr. Biggs thought of himself as one of a kind, as a rare, of course, he had no friends at all, only a few, and those were mostly subordinates. However, Jason was a little bit disappointed because his father did not acknowledge his manliness. Mary had for her age, big boobs, she had the biggest in class. This made Jason even more proud because she was womanly. She was, she was desirous. And some days when she would wear a, thing, a top where you could see part of her boobs, he was even more excited because then everyone would know, see actually his girlfriend and that this woman, this womanly woman, this exciting creature is actually his girlfriend, is actually with him. But they did never 
became intimate. Even they some sort of slipped in to it. Even they some sort of became a couple without having ever any intention to be so. They just hanged out. They just were around each other. And then they started kissing, started making out. But it never came to sex. And this was bothering Jason because he heard about some of his classmates, their experience, what they would talk about. That sex is exciting. And he even had watched some porn. And he wanted to prove his manliness. He wanted to prove the world that he can satisfy a girl. And what he saw through porn, he thought that this is the purpose of man, to satisfy a woman fully and wholly. He was sure of it, but Mary always de declined. She wasn't willing to go the next step, despite the fact they had been together for almost three years. She wasn't willing to even show herself naked in front of Jason. If he would have asked her, she would have probably answered, I don't know. I just don't feel like it. I don't feel intimate enough. I don't feel this thrill. I don't feel this excitement. This excitement that you want to rip off your clothes and be close with someone. Embrace someone. She didn't feel it. And she thought of herself, of her virginity as something special. Because she heard a lot of rumors as well that men take advantage of women. That men just want one thing and this would be sex. And that men constantly 24-7 think about nothing else but sex. And she thought of her virginity as something special, as something she ought to share with someone she really loved. Of course, she did not know what love is. No one really does, whatever this means. But for her, Jason was just average. For her, Jason was just a normal dude. He was not smart. He had no this charisma. She didn't feel excited around him. He talked about a lot of things. He was not secretive. He had no compassion for nothing. He had no hobby. He would just move along, just float on the water 
and the waves would carry him somewhere. He had no plan or anything. He had nothing which would be exciting, which excites people and makes them in interesting. He was just one of those teenagers who are slopes, who hadn't really figured out what they want in life. Maybe Mary was premature. Maybe she was already ahead of her classmates. But one thing was sure for her, that she did not want to share or sacrifice her virginity for this boy, for this slump, for this slob who was just a nobody with whom she just hang her hang around in order to pass time because she thought girls, this is what girls supposed to do to be around boys, to hang out with them. That this would be necessary, this, that this would be a requirement that girls would have to have a boyfriend, some sort of a male dude. At least this is what Hollywood tells them to do, that every girl, or at least those who are mature, those who are not girlies anymore, that they have boyfriends without getting intimate with them, just dudes. You hang out with, you be around with. And further, did her feelings not go with Jason? She didn't feel this what you are supposed to feel. The tag, one ingenious business industry put on the label of naked plain desire and called it love. Something you supposed to feel no matter what people say. You have to experience it eventually. There is something that is called love. Everyone talks about it. No one knows about it, but it is there somewhere. People have experienced it Despite having experienced it, no one seems to be able to describe it, whatever it is. It was precious. It is kept precious. And maybe love or the notion of love keeps society together. Maybe it is necessary for people to believe in something They do not know whether it exists. Maybe. Who knows? But Mary's life would change dramatically when one day a new student came to her school. He, he was Chad. He was called Chad. He was older than his classmates because he had managed to to 
hang around the wrong people. Chad was two years older than all his classmates because he was not the smart test. He wasn't able to pass class. He had to repeat some two classes. And therefore, he seemed for everyone mature. He was taller. He was already some sort of in the end of puberty. He had some beard growth. But this Chad, he was once a nobody, a loser. And the only reason why he wasn't thrown out of school was because his father donated considerable sums to school, to this middle class school, so that his son would benefit in a way or another. However, Chad himself did not care of school at all. He wanted to be cool, or at least what he thought to be cool. That was his thing. That was, that was his persona he adopted. He was the loser once. He was the one who, whom people never cared about, whom people forgot, didn't even know his name. So he had to change it. He had to rebrand himself as the secretive guy, as the guy who is outside the box, who thinks outside the box. He didn't know what this all means, thinking outside the box. What are thoughts outside the box? What do people think outside the box? And if there is something outside the box, how do people think inside the box? And if I'm in the society, and if I'm part of the society, will I ever know, grasp, understand how you can even think outside the box? Is it even possible? You have been brought up all these years thinking in a certain way, School taught you not to be successful. No, this is something you have to prove. School does not teach you how to be successful because this is something you have to figure out for your own. No, school teaches you to function, to be a part a member of society and hopefully a valuable member of society so that you do not kill other people, so that you do not slay someone who disagrees with you and hopefully that you see in to your conscience some effic 
ethical or moral values so that they have, do not have to bust your ass. So that you do not become one of those who fills the prisons and thinks of it as awesome. So school helps you to be a valuable member. And Chad, even though he thought of himself as thinking outside the box in the end, it was all the same for him. Because in, in order to be aware of what it means to think outside the box, you need to have a certain distance. You need to understand. And understanding comes with higher in Gents, whatever it is, the girls were thrilled about Chad. Chad were older. Chad were mature. He was manly, as it was called, and Mary was into him. The moment she saw him with his leather jacket and his smug smile, which was studied, He studied his walk, his gait, his smile, the way he moves his head, his hands. He studied it and practiced it in front of the mirror. And many movie and superstars were his role models. They gave ample templates for him how to behave in public, how to be in society, how to be around other people. So that this boy who was being considered a loser, a nobody, no, no one really cared about, that in the end he had managed to be an interesting guy. Someone, girls, thought about, someone girls dreamed about, some sort of a James Dean, and it worked, it worked as long as Chad could keep people at a distance, as long as they did not saw that he is, that he was playing a role that this is acting as long as they did not see behind the mask of carefully crafted social etiquette and even in such a society people like Chad have their place, their position their demand Jason in the beginning did not think much of Chad he thought him as a normal dude this was again one of J Jason's main weaknesses that he could not really understand his surroundings that he could not grasp the reality or the people around him what they are 
thinking he was some sort of numb to all what is happening around him. He didn't know what to do with it. So he did not see and grasp why so many girls in his class were excited about Chad. Why they wanted to be around him, with him. Why they thought of him as amazing. But Jason would learn sooner enough. Because more and more Mary started to distance him Self, herself from Jason. She doesn't want to waste her time anymore for this boy. Because compared to Chad, Jason was just a boy. A boy who hadn't even matured. A boy who can't talk nothing but about his father. And why he can't get along with his father. Just an ordinary boy. And Mary had enough. Mary didn't want to listen to it anymore. Mary wanted to experience womanhood. She wanted to experience what it is like to be around a man, a man like Chad. Strong, manly, a deep voice. And so he, and so she abandoned Jason. She doesn't wanna be, she didn't wanna be associated with him anymore. No one should see her with this ordinary guy because she became aware that more and more people assumed that Jason was her boy, boy friend because Jason bragged about it. Jason talked a lot, ab lot about it, that he would be her boy friend, that he would be the one Mary would crave and want to be around. And this came to a shock for Jason, he tried to call her, tried to talk with her, but to no avail. Mary didn't want to be around him anymore. She felt embarrassed. She felt like many teenagers in, their, in that age feel that something is missing in their life or that they could lose out, that they could be left out of life that they wouldn't be able to experience life whatever it might be whatever you have to experience whatever people call worthy of any experience no this was not her and many teenagers think actually that their life would eventually end It would end into nowhere, nothing. Because they can't imagine life beyond school since they haven't worked, since they haven't done anything, since they haven't met with reality, since the illusions about life did not hit reality. 
So she can't imagine a life beyond school because this is her world. This is the center of her world. What comes thereafter? Who knows about this? Who cares about this? And Jason was in her way. The abandonment of Mary was crushing for Jason because up to that point she f he thought that he is better than his father, that he actually had surpassed his father, that he is not like him. He could live with himself. He could look into the mirror and be proud because he had a girlfriend, this one woman who admires him, who loves him. He thought of it as it is. He imagined it, that Mary would crave for him. And maybe, like him, Mary would tell her to her friends or would tell her friends what an awesome guy Jason actually truly is. He thought of it deeply. He dreamed about it deeply. And then it all came crashing down. She didn't want to be seen with him anymore. She just changed from one day to another. Jason did not understand the world anymore. He could not wrap his head around it. And it felt bitter. He could not face his father anymore because his father's gaze was like a slap. He was slapped by life. He had proven to his father that he is no good than him. He had given a reason to the disdain of his father, to the contempt of his father. His father looked down on him. At least this is what Jason imagined Mr. Biggs would do. Think of him and he had reason to believe because Mr. Biggs would not have anything friendly to say to his son who was nothing but a disappointment. And Jason perceived it and he could not avoid it anymore. He could not look at it anymore. It was devastating. It was mortal. Fine. Jason could not look in the mirror anymore because he was a loser. He thought of himself as a loser. No one wants to hang out with him. He could not bear to be in this home anymore or the life his father provided because he knew Mr. Biggs kept reiterating it that he would be the one who provides for his life. And that he, Mr. Biggs, wouldn't get anything in return. And this was em embarrassing, to say the least. He could not face it anymore. He had to get out of there. He couldn't live in this home anymore. And one day, 
he packed all his stuff. At least those he thought are valuable. And those things he thought would help him to find his way. He packed in his back pack some comics. Batman. He could be a Bruce Wayne. He could find his way. He could go somewhere on to a journey. A journey called life. Be there. Be a hero. And reemerge. Reemerge as something strong. Reemerge people admire. Reemerge as someone whom he is supposed to be. Someone people look up to, care for, and respect. This is what he thought about superheroes. They get respect. They are being admired by women. They are not losers who are being abandoned. They are not no goods. They are not anybody. People who have no faces. No. People know how Bruce Wayne looks like. People know how Clark Kent looks like. So he was sure of it. That in his father's home, there was no place for him anymore. So he abandoned it. He walked out of it. He had 300 bucks. He thought of it as sufficient. He didn't need much. This was all. This was all he cared for. And he would find his way because he was still convinced that he knew what real life is, that he knew what one supposed to, to, to do in order to be successful in life. He thought about school, he thought about all these people who think that they do something right, but in the end, they didn't. And before he left, before he had left, he had read a lot of leftist literature. That school would not teach you anything and that the people whom you think would know anything do in the end know nothing. They have no idea about life. And the best thing to learn about life would be to figure it out on your own. Everyone can become a hero, a class warfare hero. This is what Marxist literature is about, not about help. Not about bringing justice to those who are exploited, to those who have been taken advantage of. No. Marxist literature is about a hero, about one or few people who turn society upside down. Why? Because this is what heroes are 
apparently do turn everything upside down in order to claim themselves as leaders to proclaim themselves as leaders this is what the marxist story is all about and jason was grabbed by it like many young and blind adolescents the real life would be class warfare whatever it means to be against and oppose society oppose everything anything whatever you like at least you find a place in society at least you are someone somewhere at least you are not the loser anymore people looks down upon no but you are someone people care about you are someone people respect so that one day you can return as the great empress did one day you will return as someone who has been victorious who won a war against whom well against your own kind and you can be proud of it this is what this literature tells to people and they have to believe it how how can you do otherwise you have to believe it you have to believe that the world is in short demand of heroes that heroes are scarce and needed and that you could be one of them that you could be one of those people who are being revered praised and carried on shoulders you could be one of them you only have to fight for it fight society fight your own kind destroy and destruct everything you know just for the sake of self fulfillment what you need more